Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Tracy Murda on behalf of Richard Jacobs here at Future Tech Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to welcome Simon Edhouse, Managing Director of BitTunes. Simon, welcome. Thank you so much for having us or joining us this morning. My pleasure. I'm very pleased to talk to you. Well, this is a, an interesting and sort of cutting-edge area that you work in. So why don't we start with, tell me a little bit about BitTunes and how long you all have been around and what it is exactly. Okay, so BitTunes is, is a music, a Bitcoin music uh, application. Um, we've been around since about uh, early 2014. And um, I guess we're really the first, we're one of the first bit, uh, first um, Bitcoin music applications. and the, the the thing about BitTunes is that it's, it's an application that's designed to uh, address some issues in the music industry that I think that are really important. That is to cater to the large amount of musicians that are not catered to by the, by the mainstream music industry and to give them a platform that they can, um, that the independent musicians can actually prevail on. And the way we do the novel thing about BitTunes and the way it works is that we uh, have a, a process called a micro-earning uh, distribution process, which is that um, the fans who buy music continue to earn money by uh, by kind of distributing that music to other to other fans, and so that it's actually a way of changing the economic model of music distribution away from the music industry, and so that the fans and the artists work in partnership. Yeah. So is that really what kind of got you started? Is that the the problem that you saw in the industry that you could potentially, you know, help solve? Was it that there just was no no real platform for these independent artists and as well as the users? Yeah, I mean, this is something that actually I've been I conceived of a long time ago, um, about three three years before uh, Bitcoin was invented, back in about 2006. I did a master's thesis and I, I started to look at I sort of predicted that there would be, be digital currencies and that there would, what, what kind of things could we do with them. And one of being an ex-musician and a you know, recording artist myself, um, it, it was one of the things that I've been conscious of a, for a long time is that, that um, the record industry only really represents about 1% one, 1 of, the, of all musicians. You know, most, if, if you can imagine what it's like for a recording for a musician uh, in, uh, out in the real world, it's very hard to get a record contract. So, Necessarily, there's 
a lot of people who, who don't fit into that small small group who do get reconfectioned. It's those people who tend to disappear. Um, so we, we try to cater to them. But um, the other way to look at it is um, there were a lot of very interesting peer-to-peer -to -peer technology like the file sharing that, that happened in the early 2000s. Uh, like LimeWire, started with Napster, with LimeWire and Fierce, and a lot of these applications. But one of the problems that they had was that they started to, they dealt with copyright encumbered music. In other words, they started to deal with record companies, and of course, they were sued by the record companies and put out of business. But that technology, the peer-to-peer file sharing technology powered those applications, was actually really the best form of distribution for music. Um, but the, the fact that they were dealing in copyright music caused them to all be shut down. And if you can imagine a situation where if they were not trading copyright music, but actually music that was uh, self-published by artists who own their own copyright, and if that um, those networks were able to monetize the exchange of music with Bitcoin, that's the fusion we have, is, is going back to the P2P technologies that are using Bitcoin to change the economic paradigm of how music is. So tell us about BitTunes and how the platform actually works. Let's say I'm a new user from either as the artist side or user side. Kind of walk me through the usability and what, you know, what does that look like? Okay, so um, BitTunes is, um, it's an, it, it, you could call it like a merit-based marketplace. I mean, one of the things we have is a series of uh, top 100s, is the overall top 100 of, of songs that that have come into the system that, that are from all genres, and then there are sub separate genres for like rock or pop or country music or, or hip hop, etc. And so we've had artists putting uploading tracks you know, for several years now, so that those genres are kind of filling up, and we have this overall top 100, a mix of all different genres. Number one in our overall top 100 at the moment is Shooter Jennings, who you may be familiar with his with his work. He's a US-based Nashville, artists in Nashville. So um, the, the thing that we tried to do right from the beginning, even though it was not easy in some ways, was to, to be a Bitcoin-only play. And that means, you know, that to, to buy music in BitTunes, you really have to have Bitcoin. Early on, that was a little bit difficult because not a lot of people were used to buying Bitcoin and using it. But there was enough. Uh, so uh, we whole e economy got going inside BitTunes, which we have really the two sides of the market. We have the artists and the, and the buyers. And and the music buyers and the artists working together means that if I buy a song and other people buy after me, and I continue to earn by by the um, people who come after me. So the artists are earning and, and music buyers are earning as well. And so there's a kind of, the way the app works is that it kind of encourages community. Um, so you have it's a very nice thing that you can you have to, um, have artists can be approached directly by their fans, and so that there's a nice kind of uh, communication going. Because one of the things about Bitunes is it's quite sticky. Because once you start earning money from songs, you're not you're not really likely to to leave. That that's um, true of artists, but also the people who buy music as well. You kind of take a position in the sense that you're the third or fourth person who bought the song you know that people coming after you <clears throat> will generate income for you. So, so people tend to be quite loyal in the application. I love that. Mm. So who, who's using BitTunes? What is sort of your, your customer base? Yeah, you know, we're, 
we've got users in more than 100 countries now. It's very widespread. And in terms of artists, there's probably artists from about 60 countries. And <clears throat> uh, the most popular genres are probably electronic music and, and uh, rock, pop, and also uh, hip hop and rap. So that, yeah, we get it. The nice thing is, although most of it, we've got 40% of our users from the US and some of the main countries like the EU and the UK are obviously well represented, but we're getting some very eclectic, unusual music from you know, countries like Azerbaijan, and Iran, Indonesia, and, you know, un unusual places around the world like Morocco. We have uh, you know, music in foreign languages and, and stuff that really is surprising. So that's one of the nice things is that it's like all this stuff bubbling up and you just don't quite know what to expect. And uh, that's what's missing, I think, from the mainstream music industry is that degree of choice. So it's one of the things that just happen naturally at a choose. Oh, absolutely. <coughs> Simon, are there other companies out there doing the same thing? And if so, what kind of sets you guys apart? Interestingly, it's not. I mean, and I, I really thought that we'd, there would be a lot of people copying us once we got going, but I haven't found that to be the case. I mean, a lot of people... In the, especially in the blockchain music area, are, are trying to approach the record industry to try and work with them. And, and when I say the record industry, it's quite a number of layers or channels. You have record companies, then you have the rights collection agencies, and you have music publishers, distributors, etc. So it's one of the one of the areas that blockchain technology would seem to be obvious for us to try and work with the rights agencies. So. Um, there are, there are quite a few record, sorry, quite a few blockchain music companies who are trying to interface with these, but we haven't taken that approach. We've actually had the, kind of the opposite, which is to we don't accept any mainstream music. We try and we just you have a very very simple right structure where we just use the Creative Commons license to license all music and get tunes, and so therefore we don't want to deal with the right industry at all. Um, but that's not the approach that most blockchain music companies take. It's the kind of opposite. Simon, how do you think BitTunes is transforming the music industry? Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of a loaded question, but in a sense, because <laughs> we are we are avoiding the music. What? It, but it's it's um. I could explain it like this. When I was when I did my master's degree, I studied disruptors, and you know, if you want to disrupt the main, you know, the status quo like the music industry, it doesn't happen overnight. You've really got to have a strategy that we chip away. And it can take quite a long time. And so, in a sense, we're not really trying to deal with the music industry or or uh, affect it in a, in a way, but but to gradually provide an alternative. And that, if you look at the way um, music, the way disruptive innovations usually occur, is that they do take quite a long time. But they just grow slowly in a niche, and most people dismiss it because it's oh, that's just a tiny little group of people. But if if you chip away, it grows more and more and more and that you know, after a while that niche becomes quite strong because you're attracting people who care about the, what you're doing and that's one of the I think things to stay true to that vision about we, you know we see a much simpler way to to trade music than is going on in the mainstream industry it's very tangled and convoluted you really think about it if you're an artist you can self-publish using the creative commons license and you can use bitcoin to monetize your trading and the world is one market so it's, it's an ultra simple vision for the future of music. It, it may take a while, but, it, but it, that vision seems to me to be. And let's talk about that now that you mentioned it. Why Bitcoin? What sort of led you down that path? Okay, that's really interesting. And well, one for us, <clears throat> we got when we got going, Bitcoin was 
you know, really, it was about 2013 when I incorporated the company and we started. Uh, it took about a year to develop the application. But, uh, you know, Bitcoin, and I'm glad we stayed with Bitcoin. We were, we were asked or suggested that we would, you know, develop our own Bitcoin's coin and not like become an altcoin. But I resisted that early on. And um, one of the reasons was because, you know, I just, especially in the early days, it's just, it was just too easy to make an, to make an altcoin, and you, um, it doesn't, they don't have, didn't seem to have the power and potential of Bitcoin. And now, one of the nice things about the way Bitcoin has worked inside the application is that our, when artists or users in, in BitTunes have micro earnings and they go into their little wallet, um, as the, those earnings not only grow from the trading inside BitTunes, but they also, they also float on the rising price of Bitcoin. So, um, for instance, I mean, I've got an account in BitTunes myself, and I think beginning of this year, $140 worth of earnings in there. It's now over $600, and I haven't traded that much more songs, if you like. Um, what's happened is that the price of Bitcoin has reformed my, my earnings uh, total. So that's one of the things about Bitcoin, huge potential. You can imagine that if the prediction is true that Bitcoin will go to 100 you can imagine the implications of that, like that uh, for, for artists and keeping that inside Bitcoin. And Simon, I read somewhere that this was an Android only app is that correct and if so correct. is there any plans to go to apple um we'll kind of leapfrog over that in a sense i mean the android app is really our mvp our um, minimum viable product that we wanted to okay. just demonstrate potential and um <clears throat> what we where we're going now is we have a, a plan to do um, what we call bitunes 2.0 uh progressive web app you know that's like a mm-hmm. multi-platform application that can run on ios devices android and so that's just, that's our scaling solution. Okay. So what are some of the users saying about BitTunes? What's sort of been the, the general feedback that you've gotten from your, your consumer base? Yeah, I mean, I think we have, like I said, we've, had, we've got a lot of people who came in very early and they're still with us. And I think they're just amazed at the fact that, you know, you can earn money from the music that you buy. You know? So I think that that's the thing that spins them out. And so if you, if you can... I mean, most people I've found also have a, some people take a long time to actually work out for the penny to drop that that's what is actually going on. But one way of putting that is, you know, usually in every other circumstance, music, the purchase of music is a sunk cost. You buy it and it's dead money. But if, but in BitTunes, you go on earning. And it, it, it was quite simple for us to make that mechanism for that to happen. But the people who started experimenting with the application and experience, you know, that became very exciting. It's unique, and like I said, um, you know, I expected other people to copy us, but we, it, it hasn't. That hasn't happened. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of people are really excited about something they could do with Bitcoin uh, that um, was novel, and that they could they could um, earn earn Bitcoin. Yeah. And the other thing I could just say that there's a company called Twenty One Inc. You're probably familiar with them. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so that's a company that that especially specialises in in ways to earn Bitcoin, the activity that you do, you know, it could be from charging people to send you an email. Um, so there are certain companies like, like 21 and like and BitTunes that are on the side of the earnings. So it's not just spending, but actually mechanisms for earnings. I think that has huge potential. Oh, absolutely. Well, in speaking of that, so besides Bit, uh, BitTunes 2.0, what are some other, or anything that you can share with us, I guess, um, other projects or that you all are yeah, working yeah. on. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, we, we actually, uh, even though I, I mentioned that uh, back in 2014, we kind of avoided the 
we've actually now worked out that there is a way for us to do a, a token that is that complements BitTunes without taking away the Bitcoin earning side of it. So um, that token is Flex, and it, it's uh, like an intelligent smart token that basically operates like a key inside of BitTunes 2.0, which will allow users to do various functions like carry different payment channels of the application. So um, it's linked to the points system. So uh, yeah, that's one of the things we're doing at what is worth is building up uh, the integration of the Flex token inside BitTunes 2.0. Um, the other thing about BitTunes 2.0 is that there are a lot of things that we learned from talking to our artists over the last several years that we've put into action inside the application. One of them is a feature we call social songs inside the application actually index people who shared those songs. So there's a social side to the uh, to the music. It's hard to show that without visual without showing a visual. But the basis of that is we understood from talking to our artists that some of them weren't that interested in in Bitcoin earnings. They were more interested in being able to send a free song out to you know, hundreds of users or whatever to promote say, an album. They might take what they might take one song like a single and promote an album. They want to actually give that song away free. And what what occurred to us is that if like BitTunes is a self-published platform, if we don't work outside the constructs of the music industry. So if you have uh, if you own the rights to the music and you self-publish on BitTunes. Nobody can tell you to do or not do it with the music. If you want to, if you're an artist and you want to give away fifty, you know, fifty thousand singles, or you know, distribute them around the world or whatever, uh, there's no one, no one can stop you. So it, that that be, it sounds very simple, but actually it's quite interesting because what it means is you could have go back to that P2P file sharing model where there's artists, you know, or the people were distributing music all around the world, but if that if artists actually allow that and it's outside the structures of the music industry, there's nothing stopping that music being shared from person to person to person. There's nothing, no such thing as piracy. And so we, we were just struck by how many of our artists wanted that feature, which um, we hadn't really thought of. So we're building that into BitTunes as well, which is another side of BitTunes where if an artist wants to see the song to the network for free and give it away for free, anybody who receives that song can send it to anybody else, even outside the application. So, as I said, it can go from person to person to person. But every time that those people receive the song, they effectively then become a BitTunes member and become part of that artist's fan base. So there's some really powerful ways to work with music, kind of like a CRM solution, uh, if you work out outside the structures of the music industry. Um, the other thing that we're doing is working on a lot of recommendation technology because that's, a, you know, in the future, if all of this music gets put onto some global blockchain to use it, the, the problem will be how do you find the stuff that's right for you? It's one of the things if, if, if you're working outside the structures of the music industry and you've got millions of tracks on network, like it, you have an overabundance of choice, you know, so you, you need met, methods to find something that's right for your taste and everyone's taste is different. So we have recommend, we're working on a recommendation technology patent that. Um, that solved that problem, and that, we're pretty excited about that. But that will be revealed in the, as we roll out the tune. Simon, is there anything else that we didn't touch on? Just some final closing thoughts that you have, or you'd like our listeners to know about BitTunes? Okay, so yeah, I mean, they can uh, anyone can visit the website. We the main website for information about BitTunes and the Flex token is bittunes.co.uk, um, and uh, so there's some information there. Um, we have a, 
we pre-sale at the moment for that token for BitTunes members, and that we'll be opening up in the next month uh, to, to an open pre-sale and now to be open later in the year. Um, but yeah, I would say if anyone's on an Android app, uh, you know, download the application to find it on Google Play and uh, and have an experiment and uh, watch out for the next version, which will be uh, substantial, substantially more features. Well, I really want to thank you for your time today, Simon. Uh, for listeners, this was Simon Ed Host, Managing Director of Bittunes.com. And Simon, what's the website again for Bittunes? Okay, so there are two websites, Bittunes.com, um, but there's, mm-hmm. there's more information, say, on Bittunes.co.uk. So .co.uk. Excellent. And our listeners can go there, I assume, and, and get all the contact information they need and start to use Bittunes. Awesome. All right. Well, I thank you for your time today, and we look forward to seeing where Bittunes goes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Simon. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.